Welcome back to another episode of Cryptvocation, the podcast that teaches you about cryptocurrency. My name is Ben, and today I'll be highlighting the benefits of distributed ledger technology. But before I dive into that, I'd like to do a quick recap of key concepts from the previous episode about decentralization. Decentralization is the process of dispersing something, usually power and control, from one main group to many groups. When determining how decentralized something is, it is important to first define the specific aspect of the entity being judged. It is also important to make that judgment on a scale from highly centralized to highly decentralized, as opposed to simply stating that something is centralized or decentralized. The state of decentralization is not a binary judgment. That said, for the purposes of simplicity, I myself will be regularly referring to things as centralized or decentralized. Please automatically take that to mean more centralized or more decentralized. Cryptocurrencies are records of assets on big virtual distributed ledgers. These distributed ledgers are maintained by a network of many different computers that are owned by many different people all over the world. This is known as distributed ledger technology, or DLT for short, and is, in effect, a highly decentralized method of virtual record keeping. Decentralized ledgers are technologically superior to centralized ledgers for a whole host of reasons. In this episode of Cryptducation, I will be elaborating on three of these reasons, namely providing a trustless environment, reducing points of weakness, and improving data reconciliation. It is worth noting that these advantages apply to any ledger, not just those that are keeping records of monetary assets such as cryptocurrencies. Consider a network of libraries that require a ledger to record when and where their books are borrowed and returned, or a group of warehouses that require a ledger to keep an up-to-date record of all stock for a specific company. The utility of distributed ledger technology goes far beyond simply making tons of money. Without further ado, let's begin. Advantage number one, providing a trustless environment. With regard to distributed ledgers, a trustless environment is one where none of the parties involved in the ledger need to trust any other party. The integrity and accuracy of the ledger will be maintained regardless of whether there is trust or not. If you want to send virtual assets from your account on the distributed ledger to someone else, you just do it. The decentralized network of computers process and verify it, and it's done. You don't need to trust or rely 
on a single specific middleman to get the transaction right, simply because there is no single specific middleman to trust. The decentralized network as a whole does the verification for the transaction instead. Even the individual computers within the network do not need to trust each other when verifying transactions since they work independently. When enough of the network confirms the legitimacy of the transaction, then the transaction is a success and is virtually etched on the ledger forever. Contrast this with a centralized ledger. For instance, one that a bank has in order to keep tabs on the assets and transactions of their customers. Even the most basic act of storing money in a bank requires trust, since you're effectively trusting the bank to attribute you the correct amount on their ledger. As changes to a bank's centralized ledger do not need to be verified by a decentralized network, banks can effectively make any change or transaction that they want, whenever they want, to your or indeed any account on their centralized ledger. They can even just add or take away digits from your account at a whim. Consider what happens when you're depositing physical money at one of your bank's physical branches. A person behind the counter takes your physical money and without any decentralized verification whatsoever, just adds that corresponding amount to your account on their centralized ledger. You'd better trust that they're keying in the right numbers or that the money counting machine, also known as a banknote counter or bill counter, is counting the money correctly. Of course, it is highly unlikely that banks would just randomly change amounts on their customers' accounts since they'll be in a lot of trouble if they do this. But the bottom line is that, in theory, they can. And that's crucial to note. On top of trusting the bank to attribute you with the correct amount of money on their ledger, you also need to trust the bank when it comes to sending money, receiving money, withdrawing money, and literally every single bank-related action that you wish to perform. Since banks have full control over their centralized ledgers, they can choose to freeze accounts, deny transfers, and do a whole host of other things that can effectively block any of your intended actions. If you have to trust someone else to give you your money when you ask for it, is that money really yours? In a trustless environment, the fact that there's no middleman involved means that you are well and truly in full control of your own finances. No one can stop you from making any transaction that you wish using your own account on the distributed ledger. Advantage number two, reducing points of weakness. In a distributed ledger, since many unrelated computers are verifying the transactions, there are few points of weakness that can cause inaccuracies in the ledger. Individual computers can, of course, make mistakes, and if they do, it is often deliberate and orchestrated by malicious parties that own those computers. However, this doesn't matter since a majority of the decentralized network 
will recognize that these mistakes are mistakes and will promptly, collectively proceed to reject the erroneous transaction. Similarly, if a computer's version of the ledger is altered or corrupted in any way, it will also be rejected by the network. This is in stark contrast to centralized ledgers where there are numerous points of weakness. Take, for instance, the earlier scenario of depositing money into a specific bank account. When you take your physical fiat money to the bank and deposit it, a single bank employee takes the money off you and puts it on a banknote counter, assuming you are using notes and not coins. The banknote counter counts the amount that you're depositing, and the bank employee keys this amount into the system. Already, there are two points of weakness mentioned, the bank employee and the banknote counter. If the bank employee keys in the wrong number or the banknote counter counts wrongly, then your account on the bank's ledger will be inaccurate. From a more general perspective, the entity responsible for maintaining a centralized record can itself be considered one big single point of weakness. In the case of a bank's ledger, this point of weakness is the bank itself since it has full control over the ledger. Of course, a bank will have many systems and safeguards in place to ensure that their internal points of failure are less likely to fail. But if the owners of the ledger, that is, the owners of the bank, just decide one day to run away with all their customers' money, they can. Granted, there must be many laws preventing that from happening. But the fact is, they can theoretically do it. A distributed ledger is not owned by any single entity. And therefore, regardless of laws, no one can run away with the ledger and all the assets on it. Not even in theory. Advantage number three. Improving data reconciliation. The very nature of a distributed ledger necessitates that it usually needs to be kept up to date in real time. This means that the data on the ledger is accurate at whatever point in time any observer chooses to look at it. Centralized ledgers, on the other hand, do not need to be maintained 24-7 and usually aren't. Often, centralized ledgers are made up of many smaller ledgers as well, each in a different location and each collecting data independently. These do not necessarily always update each other in real time. Instead, they store their data in data silos in the interim. But they all do need to update each other as well as the central ledger at some point. Such central ledgers are, therefore, rarely accurate at most random points in time much unlike a decentralized one. Also, in centralized ledgers, past data may get stored separately from newer data. Old transactions and accounts may be archived, lost, or even discarded. This may cause a problem with data reconciliation should the need to do so arise in the future. This, of course, would never happen with a distributed ledger. 
full, complete and accurate records are not only maintained in real time, but will also usually exist forever. And there you have it, three advantages of decentralized record keeping. Three reasons why distributed ledger technology is superior to its centralized counterparts. There are many other advantages, of course, but I cannot possibly discuss them all in this podcast. Can you think of any others? In the interest of balance and fairness, I'll also be mentioning some disadvantages of distributed ledger technology. These are greater resource requirements and transaction irreversibility. Let's start with greater resource requirements. All transactions on distributed ledgers require independent verification from the rest of the network as opposed to a single decision maker making a record on a centralized ledger. Unsurprisingly, the latter would usually require less resources, which, in the case of virtual ledgers, is primarily computing power. However, as distributed ledger technology keeps improving over time, these resource requirements are steadily getting less and less. Next up, transaction irreversibility. All transactions made on distributed ledgers are irreversible. If you accidentally send assets to the wrong address, only the owner of that wrong address can retrieve the funds and send them back to you. Even if they choose to return you your assets, it is more of a giving back of assets as opposed to a reversal of the initial transaction. Crucially, this also means that if you fall victim to a scam, there is no way that anyone can retrieve your money unless the scammer willingly gives it back to you. In centralized ledgers, there is an individual or centralized group that can change the ledger at will. Transactions can therefore, in theory, be forcefully reversed. This disadvantage, of course, is a borderline one at best, since transaction irreversibility can also be seen as a good thing in many ways. Scammers can't send funds for physical goods, for instance, only to reverse those transactions when they receive their goods. And that, my friends, rounds up what I wanted to discuss on this episode of Cryptducation. In summary, I've discussed three advantages of decentralized record keeping. These are providing a trustless environment, reducing points of weakness, and improving data reconciliation. I've also touched on two disadvantages, namely greater resource requirements and transaction irreversibility. As has been clearly illustrated, the advantages of decentralized distributed ledgers far outweigh the disadvantages when compared to centralized ledgers. However, the fact remains that distributed ledgers are still virtual and intangible. You can't actually physically touch them with your hands, and you certainly can't physically touch any of the assets on the ledgers either, even if they belong to you. This leads many people to make the claim that these assets are imaginary or fake. If they really are imaginary or fake, as claimed, 
then why do these assets have monetary value? In the next episode of Cryptducation, I will be discussing the reasons why many cryptocurrencies have monetary value. This will further solidify some foundational concepts and help one gain a better understanding of cryptocurrencies in general. That brings me to the end of this lesson about the superiority of distributed ledger technology. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Cryptducation. If you have, please be sure to subscribe. Until next time, keep cryptucating yourself and stay safe as you traverse the cryptoverse.